giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Good people, welcome to A to Z Sports live, streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter on all A to Z Sports platforms. I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, baby, let's go. It's Friday. Y'all know what that means, right? Y'all know what that means, right? Y'all let me know in the chat, and then we'll come back and we'll revisit that. But it's Friday. We're going to dive into some... Cowboys, Giants, final thoughts. But first, before we do that, we're going to grade these coaches. So get out your grading scales. We're going to talk about it after four games. We did the rookies. We did uh, uh, the rest of the team earlier this week. So now it's time to see what these coaches are doing. Man. It's time to see what these coaches are doing. That's right. That's right. Feel good Friday, y'all. Feel good Friday. We're two days away from week five. Seeing if these Cowboys can continue on a roll to 4-1. There's another team that won 4-1 yesterday, but I'm a little skeptical about those guys. I'm a little skeptical about those guys. Uh, what's going on, chat? Welcome to the show. We got Miss Jackie in the building. Gene, Trey Manning, Rodney, Mark Smith, CJ Richards, Jeremy, Trey Manning, Marcus. What's going on, Marcus? Hey, by the way, y'all, thank you for uh, clarifying my drunken man sober mind thing yesterday in, in the uh, comments i appreciate y'all uh jennifer aaron b jack kd aka swaggy p david c rb nightmare my guy stevie mac the my guy ogb bird what's up man and the many many more coming through jacob i see ya jack uh who we got here joseph hmm, texas bread alpha was here tamara i see you the cfz twf we in here we in here. We ready, and we ready to roll. Appreciate y'all joining me fresh. I see you fresh. What's up, Jazzy? Sean Moyer. Let's go, man. Mel Hayes. Yeah, he said Stafford looked like golf. Man, Stafford make things look good. We'll, we'll talk about that for a quick second as we build up uh, the chat here. Did you guys get a chance to catch to catch that game last night? Did I get a chance to catch that game? Already, shout out to my guy, the OG. Super chat. B-Bird says, with the $2 donation, Sky Steel, a.k.a. The people's champ. Do you see that right there? That's what I'm saying. One of these days, I'm going to pull it out on y'all, but we special, special occasions, special occasions. Um, But yeah, so yesterday I watched a little bit of that game, then uh, went back and, and watched the rest this morning. Just not a whole game, just some of the highlights. Eh. Once again, I keep looking around the league and I'm like, you mean to tell me Dallas can't be put into this tier? Right? Like, everyone said the Rams were the team. They beat Tampa Bay, et cetera, et cetera. The Kansas City Chiefs are still trying to find their footing this year. And um, everyone says the Rams. The Rams are the team. Defense is looking suspect. Matt Stafford, it's 4-1. 
You know, he's beat two two decent teams, I guess. Are we are we calling Seattle? Are we calling them decent yet? What are we doing with Seattle? They're two and three, if I'm not mistaken, right? I don't know. I don't know about that, y'all. They did beat Tampa. Cowboys didn't. Whatever. But uh yeah, I think the Cowboys definitely, you look around the league, definitely need to be put up there in that in the upper echelon of the, the uh NFL. Yeah, Cooper Cup is nice. I have him in my fantasy league. But in order for Dallas to continue to stay there, they have to take care of business against these New York football giants and Jason Garrett's New York football offense and uh, that New York football giant defense, right? They got to. They got to. Before we get into all that, though, remember that's at the end of the show, so stick around. Let's jump straight into the morning roundup and then get your grading scales out. And let's start to grade these coaches. I'm going have fun with this one. I am. All right, let's do it. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeedy. Morning Roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. A solution for your fitness goals, whether it be for weight loss, strength, toning up sports, or stress relief. Our friends over at Texas Family Fitness have everything you need. I was there yesterday, by the way. I told you I was going to go. State-of-the-art equipment, group classes, experienced professional certified trainers if you need that extra kick in the butt. And if you have kids, I always tell y'all, because this is pretty cool to me, they have a kids club so you can still get your gym on. So if you're looking to begin your fitness journey, do me a favor. Head on over to any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. All right, let's start off this thing with some injury reports because that matters. Week to week, that matters to me. And... When you look at the Giants injury report, it's interesting. Very interesting. There's no Jabril Peppers for the second consecutive practice. No Sterling Shepard, no Darius Slayton. All starters for this Giants football team. You could argue Peppers is very so-so, but I mean, he's probably their most athletic defensive back back there. Starter. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, starting wide receivers. We kind of touched on it very briefly yesterday. I don't think they're going to play. To me, they look doubtful. If they do play, they're going to be severely hampered. Advantage Cowboys. Now, we've seen John Ross get off last week, right, with a big deep pass. We've seen Kadarius Toney make some impact, but and they do have Kenny Galladay, but I'm just saying, those dudes aren't or haven't been as reliable as Sterling Shepard and Darius Lee. However, Andrew Thomas and... Defensive tackle Leonard Williams did come back. Both of those guys have been studs this year. What's going on, Montana? Andrew Thomas, y'all. Like, we made fun of Andrew Thomas last year because he struggled as a rookie. We're playing good this year. He did good against Von Miller. He did good against Chase Young. He's playing pretty good. So if they get him back, that's going to help Daniel Jones. Leonard Williams missed practice as well. He's hampered. He missed practice on Wednesday, but he came back yesterday so 
Giants are getting some guys back, but they're losing some guys. I see someone in here say, Evan Ingram is trash. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, Evan Ingram is what he is. He can't catch stone hands fast, tight end, should have been a wide receiver, whatever, right? Evan Ingram. On the Cowboys side of things, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper are back at practice after kind of a veteran rest day on uh, Tuesday, on, on Wednesday, I'm sorry. Zeke was dealing with a little bit of a knee thing, but he said it was more of a wear and tear. It's nothing serious. And as we know, Coop just continues to just march through the litany of things that happened to him. A lot of people get on Amari Cooper, right? Oh, man, he's always injured. Knock on wood, but he plays. <laughs> he usually plays well, you know? I mean, that's that's the thing about the NFL. You're going to get banged up. Can you play through them? Or will you hamper your team if you play through them? I don't see Coop doing that. He says he's good. I believe him. He played well enough against the Panthers. And him suiting up this week, it's only going to bode well because that defense, and we'll get to it later, it's kind of how do you want it? It's the opposite of a, so our offense is how do you want it? Like how do you want to get beat? Their defense is how do you want us to get beat? <laughs> They're not that good, man. I'm telling you. And then Lyle Collins. Now this one is interesting, y'all. This is very interesting. So I didn't talk about this this week on the roundup, surprisingly, but I feel like I have to because it this could change some things coming into this game or next week. So Lyle Collins, if you guys don't know, is suing the NFL. Right? If you didn't know that, now you know. If you don't know, now you know. Uh, So he's suing the NFL to try to get his suspension overturned and all those things. Right now what he's doing is he's filing a motion for a temporary restraining order to block his ongoing suspension. Does that sound familiar? a temporary restraining order to block his ongoing suspension. A hearing will be held today with Judge Amos Mazat. Does that sound familiar? It should, Cowboys Nation. Because Judge Amos Mazat, if I'm saying that right, is the same judge who overturned Ezekiel Elliott's suspension in 2017. Hmm. Hmm. And and by the way, some people might be saying, well, is this about just the money? I'm sorry, is this about just the two games and things like that? No, it's really not. And by the way, if you want to call in and chime in about anything, 351-999-3787 is the phone line. 351-999-3787 is the phone line. So I had to actually dig in a little bit more, listen to people, what they're saying, and see what what is Lyle doing here? Because you would think, all right, there's only two games left. Lyle, just finish. Just finish your suspension. But it's much deeper than that. So we all know due to the suspension, he's not going to get paid some money this year. Millions of dollars, by the way. He's losing that. But it's not just this year. I think him trying to overturn, overturn this suspension is about him not losing millions of dollars next year as well. Because think about it, this isn't going to be done this year. Like, the two games, he won't get this overturned within two games. 
filing the restraining order could give him the rest of the season to play. And then they revisit this after the season's over. So what what's that going to do if he wins? If he wins, the clause that he has in his contract, which is if you're suspended, he loses some of that guaranteed money in 2022. So I can't blame Lyell for trying to recoup millions of dollars that he can possibly lose. So I'm with you, man. Do what you got to do, especially if you think it's wrong. And he's got to think that, I mean, he's he appealed once, he's appealing twice, and now he's suing the NFL. I don't think you continue to do that if you if you think you did something wrong. I'm just keeping it to be. What y'all thinking of him? CJ says it has to be serious. He's suing the NFL. Yeah, I, I think... I'm, I think I'm leaning towards Lyell might have a case here. I don't know all the details. We do know that there were circumstances that led to him not, you know, going to these tests. I, I tend to think some of those reasonings are good. Uh, but I talked to my guy, Jesse, and he said, man, they'll find you if they want to find you to take a test. But I can't think that it's hard for me to believe that Lyell was 100% guilty in dodging these tests without any reasonable explanation. So I'm going to roll with it. Uh, real quick, D-Link with the Super Chat. Super Chat. It says, Bart Scott might be worse than Emmanuel Acho. Let me pull that up for y'all. Boom. Bart Scott might be worse than Emmanuel Acho with his Cowboys takes. Glad to see Vach put haters in their place. Love the A to Z morning show. Go Cowboys. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Um, I try really hard not to give them too much airtime, especially Bart Scott. I mean, this dude, his shtick is even worse than Acho, if you ask me. You know, Acho tries to do the, I'm the smartest man in the room, preacher brother. Well, let me tell you this and that and that and that. Shut up. Just talk football, man. What are we doing here? There's a clip. What did he say? Somebody, it was funny as hell. We said something like, you can either move with your eyes, but not your feet, or move with your feet, but not your eyes, or hit, take the left step and then the right step and do the hokey pokey, then we turn all around, but you can't do both. Acho, what are you talking about, man? Some, somebody got to get the Acho, dog. We're losing him. He was decent at first. Now we're starting to lose him. He's going the Dan Orvlowski route. Talking about the hokey pokey and all this other stuff. What's going on, Acho? Um, all right, let's get into the phone lines right quick. 972, what it is, what it do. What's up? Guys, your boy D Town Matt, aka Tater. How you doing this morning? D Town Matt, right? Not Matt from South Florida. D Town. You know what? I'm just gonna start calling it. It's your boy Tater. How's that? I don't, Tater. Know, I don't, don't even don't don't say Matt. Matt. Just say Tater, bro. It's Tater, baby. What's up, boy? How you doing this morning? I'm doing great, man. It's Feel Good Friday. What's up? Hell yes, Friday. All right, man. So this is what I, I can't. I called in last week for 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 the Panthers game. And said so that I thought that that game was a season-defining game, hmm. depending on how you go about it, right? And I think that for the most part, that probably held up. I think if we lose that game, there's oh the Cowboys are real. For sure. For, and that for, didn't happen. Yeah, for perception reasons, I, I agree with you. Yeah. So I, I think that you the Cowboys have a chance to have a back-to-back season-defining games. And let me explain. Whoa, please explain this one to me, Matt. There is no reason with the amount of talent that the 
New York stinking Giants have and the amount of talent that them boys have, that this game should even be close. Hmm. It's not. It shouldn't be. This is a team that you should beat that, you know what I mean? You should be beating these fools. They are not good. The Cowboys in the past, not this year, in the past have continually showed that they played to the level of bad opponents mm-hmm. for no reason, for none, no reason at all. When they have far superior talent on their roster, something yeah, I could never could never say anything about coaching because you know Jeezy was Jeezy, but <clears throat> there's no reason why we shouldn't come into this game and put a spanking on this team and move out and move on. If you if this game is close, say this is a a, a I don't know. Uh, a 17-13 game. Ugh, that's, that's too ugly. close. That's a that's too that's too close to the game. You sh- if you're scoring 30, 31 average points a game this year against uh, the Bucks, against uh, uh, against the Panthers. Okay, so let me. Like I, I get your point, Matt. I get your point, and I agree. But I'm going to play devil's advocate just so we can have some conversation here. If if it, if it is a 17-13, you're talking about a win, right? Yes, of course. Are you going to are you going to crucify them for the win? Right? Cuz it's a win. It's a division game. It's a common opponent, you know. Emotions will be high. Are we are we not going to be satisfied with I shouldn't say satisfied because obviously after every game win or lose you want to come out of it and see what you can improve upon. But I mean, it's a win, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wins a win is a win's a win, right? That's mm-hmm. awesome. Moving, moving ahead in the, in, the, in the standings is always good. Moving, right. For sure. You, so you're telling me that if we come out of this game, and I'll just devil advocate about we come out of this game and we win 7-3, to three, you're happy with that win? No. <laughs> no. Of course not. No. Of course I, I'm not, not going to be happy so, with it. I'll, be, I'll give it an S on the progress report. I'm satisfied because, you know, we won, right? But you I'm not going to be happy with it. From a, from an A plus to a pass fail grade at that point. Only you way, great job. Only way I'd be happy is with, it, with the context to it. And we're not, we don't got to go all the way into it. But if, if there's some For context sure. inside that victory that makes me feel good, then yeah. But For sure. uh, they, just looking, and it's a seven to three win. I, I'll probably be a little. I'll probably have some positives to say. Yeah. But it, just it, in general, Cowboys of the past, at least in, in my growing up, have continually showed that they struggle to play. To the they level that down. they should be playing that against bad teams. Yeah, they've shown to be very inconsistent. You're right. I'm with you, man. And I, and I think that this team, with what they've already shown this season, should be able to show again that they are the team to beat. They are, without a doubt, the best team in this division. It's not even close. And that they are a contender. If, that, if that's what they really want to say that they are, right? I yeah. feel like they personally feel like they're, they feel like, hey, we're, we're, we're a team to beat. I feel like they actually think that. And I, I think that too. And I haven't felt like that in a long time. Right? They are a team that should make a playoff run, and we, that's a whole other conversation. But coming into this game, it is defining of your team's momentum, your team's confidence, and, and a list of other things. Interesting. And I think it's time to show that again. That's a, Hey, Taylor, I appreciate the call. That's an interesting take, man. I like it, though. Yes, like sir. It. Appreciate you, Scott. Have a good one, brother. You too. Interesting take, you know, to 
a team that's really bad, in my opinion, and to say it's a defining win. I mean, I, I don't all the way disagree because about this team is bad, man. It's hard to imagine a bad team victory being defining. But I think the caveat that he didn't mention was the whole situation that happened last year, right, with Dak Prescott and things like that. Could be that final nail in the coffin chapter to getting over everything, right? Um, but yeah, they should they should absolutely just smack these dudes. Super chat. Hey, Dylan, appreciate you, brother. Let me get you up here. $30 donation. He says, good morning, Cowboys Nation and Sky. Also, happy mother effing Friday. Yes, sir. Great roundtable the other night. It wasn't yesterday, uh, by the way. Have a good one, sir, and keep up the great work. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate it. Thank you for the donation. It was a fire roundtable. I urge you guys to go check it out. I do. I urge you guys to go check it out. All right, here's what we're going to do. Guys, set it off. Chris calling through. Uh, 100 grand. We're going to clear these lines. Well, not clear them, but we're going to get to these lines, and then we'll do the grades. We'll do the grades. All right, set it off, Chris. What it is, what it do, man? Good morning, young Simba. How you feeling, man? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I got you. I hear you loud. I'm, Extra I'm loud sorry. and clear. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, bro. I mean, be so loud, bro. Hey, man, I'm going to hurry up and get out away because I love listening to 100 grand. Hey, check this out. Yeah. Um, I want to give my I want to give my early pick for the big the, for for Big Mama's table this week. I'm putting out CD Lamb going to Big Mama's table this week. Okay, the cookout. Okay, so you got your cookout candidate. All right, all right. Got yeah, the yeah, big, yeah, I got that. That's all right. The grown that's folk table. Candidate. You got CD Lamb. All right. Still yeah, in my. I, I got him for my candidate. Still in my thunder, brother. <laughs> well, my bad. No, no, I just, just want to get in because I'm, I'm just going to listen to the show, but I just want to get in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know, you know, man. I just know you ain't happy to be here, brother. Outstanding job on the round table, man. Outstanding, bro. You, you, you belong in that class, in that tier. You know, me and our uh, Space Cowboy and, and Brandon from Franklin Football, man. We do cool, cool kids around the water cool. We ain't even got no table. So, so <laughs> we ain't at that point yet. Yo, funny, we ain't got no table, man. I appreciate it. No problem. I was looking at, um, I, I was thinking, I was listening to what you were saying about Lyle, because I thought, hey, run those games out. You know, they already got you to the point where you had to. The arbitrator put you to five. But I also understand the part of having that money in 2022, uh, that guaranteed money going away. So I can understand him trying, understand. To, trying to fight for that. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree with that, because you know, got to get your money. Gotta My get your question, bread, though, uh, yeah, got to get your bread. My question, though, honestly, and what the last call was saying, I don't see this game as a as a, uh, a defining moment for this football team, but I think it you know it just continues to show the evolution of Kellen Moore, I believe. And do you think that this week, if Kellen turns and makes this thing into an amoeba, now I'm going old school because that's that's it. That used to be UNLV's defense. He used to call them. Yeah, I'm about to say that the, the amoeba yeah, defense baby. used yeah. to be a thing. You're yeah, saying yeah, that amoeba offense? Yeah, yeah, the amoeba offense because it can transform into anything. So you don't know how to look at it, you know. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at. So if Keller turns around this week and says, okay, you got two. Oh, to set it off, go. We go, oh, dang, I lost it. I like it, bro. You got me, dog? Yeah, you want in and out, but, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go. My bad. I, yeah, listen, I appreciate you set it off, Chris. Hey, good luck to your buck, too. Yeah, man, no doubt, man. We'll talk later, man. Yeah, appreciate you. I like I like what he said there real quick. He called it because I'm I'm used to hearing the term amoeba defense. 
ain't even think about amoeba offense. And that's kind of what Kellen Moore is doing. And, I, and I'll, I'll, go, I'll go back, set it off, Chris, about Kellen Moore when we get into the coaches because I do want to spend some time um, on that as well. Let me get to the next one. A hundred grand. What it is, what it do, brother? What's good, my boy, Scott? Shout out to set it off, Chris. Always good to listen to him, too. Indeed. This Cowboys community, that's how we rock. That's how we roll. Um, you know, he's absolutely right with that with this amoeba offense, man. And it's already there. It's not Yvonne's there already. He's yeah. already shown. <laughs> you want us to run the football? That's what we're going to do. You want us to pass? That's what we're going to do. And, and and it's not just Kevin Moore. It's Dak. Yeah. Because Kevin Moore was saying, yo, here go five plays. Do what you want. I'm going to give you five plays. Every time you go up to the line, do what you want. And Dak is just picking the right play. So it's not just Kevin Moore. It's Dak picking the right play. You can have five plays up at that line, but if you don't have a good quarterback that knows what he's seeing, he can go into the wrong place. And then they'll be like, oh, Kevin Moore's terrible. You get what I'm saying? It's yeah. hand in hand. It's not just a, a good OC. You got to have a good OC and you got to have a good quarterback. It's a marriage, brother. Nah, that's, that's a great point because you can, you can beat Kellen Moore, but guess what? If your quarterback is Cooper Rush, if your quarterback is uh, Andy Dalton, it's not going to be as, as, as amoeba. <laughs> it's going to be more predictable. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. And, I'm gonna tell, and there's, there's another point. Listen, man, how do you like 35, 14, 30, 14? I, I, it, I, it's going to be, I think it's going to be like around that, 35, 14, 30, 14. I see the Giants putting up two scores. Two. Um, Got to save it for Sunday, brother. You already know. I always got to tease it. I yeah, can't yeah, get yeah, this yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, but, but that's how I see it. I see them putting up two because this is, that's revenge game. This is right. a revenge game. Right. You heard us. You put me out last year. Zeke, pound them boys into the ground. Tony, pound them boys into the ground. Coop E. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Dak might even run. I, I don't want him to, but he might run to prove you put me out. Dak might want to lower his shoulder this game. Did you hear I won't what, be surprised. I'm, you hear what he said? He he said in his interview, they asked him about the running situation. He said, man, nobody tells me how to play this game of football. <laughs> like, nobody is telling me not to run. If I want to run, I'm going to run. He had a 30-yard mm-hmm. run last week, didn't he? Something like that. He did. Yeah, he so. did. He did. He had a 15-yard run, and I think he had a 30-yard run. And he's so he running smarter. He's running much smarter this year, y'all. And And that's what I like. He's not running like, okay, let me take on these two blocks. He's running like, let me get what I can get, and let me scoop my behind out of bounds. I'm not going Size. to go extra. That's what you got Zeke for. That's what you got Tony for. And and in and in this offense, you don't need to uh, go to get no extra yard. No. <laughs> what do you need to do? You don't need. But I got a feeling it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be a blowout. We putting up thirty points. I'll say this. I'll tease it a little bit here. This got this 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 is going to feel like the Eagles game. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and then and then, I mean, this is what you're supposed to do. This is what this this is what you're supposed to do. And the thing is, he was, oh, you're doing it 
to, to teams that don't matter. This is what you're supposed to do. If we wasn't doing this, I don't know if the Cowboys is real. I don't the Cowboys is fakers. They playing weak teams and they're playing down to their co- What they used to say about us in the past, we play down to our competition. We ain't played down to our competition yet, Scott. No, we haven't. Yeah. No, I mean, I'd argue that well, the, we, the, the start of the schedule, and I don't know everybody else's schedule, but I'm looking at Tampa, I'm looking at Chargers, I'm looking at the Panthers, and then sandwiched between all those two are division games. I think that's a right. a pretty solid, tough start to a schedule. I do. I agree. You know, people I are agree. going to sleep on, on – I shouldn't say sleep, but people are going to underestimate Carolina, and we'll see how they bounce back because of what the Dallas Cowboys did to them. But I promise you guys, not every team the Carolina Panthers are going to play – can do what the Dallas Cowboys did to them. They do have a really I'm good defense you. over there, and they have an offense that I think can do enough to be around in that playoff picture, but I digress. And I'm going to tell you this right now. They said, you know, they had that little stretch, oh, the Cowboys beat the Chargers. Who are the Chargers? And then the Chargers so came funny, right, right out, and they put their hands on, you know, whoever they, they put their hands on. I forgot who they played. They put the their Chiefs hands on them. And the Raiders. Yeah, they put their hands on them. They put their hands on them, and then they said, okay, the Chargers is a good team. Remember that stretch? After we beat them, they tried to, dis- they, they tried to discredit them you, and say, oh, the Chargers wasn't really nobody. But you know okay. what they're doing now? I saw it today when I woke up. Somebody talked about the Chargers. They said, oh, well, the Chargers should be 4-0 because they called two touchdowns back against the Cowboys and did it, did it, Like, come on, man. You, the way well, you say that about – we should be 4-0 too. Thank you. We I, be I was just about to say. What are you if, if you're going about? to say that, then you can say, well, the Dallas Cowboys got robbed from a bull crap pass interference, non-pass interference, pass interference call um, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that would have knocked them back – 10 yards and whatever, though. You know what I mean? That's just how it's going to be. So Dallas is going to have to continue to just overcome what the media is saying about them, their perception. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want to say that. They just want no. to say, oh, you went up against Tampa Bay, you played hard, but guess what? You lost. Yeah. That's what they say. Guess what? You lost. And and that's what I like about the Cowboys. The Cowboys are saying, okay, we lost, but guess what we're going to do to these other teams? We're going to blow them out. We're going to blow them out. No, you're right. And we could have blew out the Chargers if we didn't have the fumbles. We could have blew the Chargers out. I'm not scared of the Chargers. And, and no, no, I'm out. not scared of them. But honestly, I like victories like that because that shows no, that, that, that you, need right. you need to have against good teams. You need to be able to know, show that you can close. Right. You need to be able to show that you can you can win these tight contests because there was a point in time where Dallas wasn't winning a lot of these one score games. Um, so now they are. And I like it. I agree. And then you might need that punch in the mouth. You don't want to go in the play. Oh, we blew every team out. Right. And guess what everyone, everybody got is going to say? The Cowboys haven't been tested. We've been tested early. Yes, We've been are. tested early with these two games against Tampa Bay and the Chargers. So now we know what to do. Now we know what to do. And it's like, hey, when we play the Giants, trust me, you're going to see it. But when the Eagles play, when the Eagles play, when, it, when the Eagles play Carolina, you're going to see how, how real Carolina is. They can't handle that blitzing that they're going to do against Jalen Hurts. He's going to get killed. <laughs> we about to see. <laughs> we about to see. Remember when they blitzed us the whole first I, half and they yeah, took us I, a while to handle that? Do you think they're going to be able man, to handle that the way that we did? I ain't wasting no, my No, no, I'm just saying yeah. everybody's sleeping on Carolina saying how they're a weak team. You're going to see how it's, that's not the case and how special our offense is. That's all I'm saying. Is that I who – I don't even I'm know who they saying, play. Is that who they play this week? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's who they play. They play Carolina. That's what I'm saying. You're going to see how special our offense is to overcome that. You, you shouldn't, feel what I'm saying? That's going to make our I offense you, But better. you shouldn't People, have to look at that game. I'm not talking about you, just in general. You shouldn't have to look at Philly versus Carolina and be like, damn, the Cowboys' offense is special because what they did. Man, you should know as a football mind that – look at the Cowboys' offense, man. This thing is crazy. This is, this is crazy. We're talking to the haters, though. We're talking to the haters, though, Scott. Yeah, the achos and the, and the – yeah. I'm not talking you, – if you were uh, – trust me, we do got Fairweather fans that if we don't put up 40 – it's going to get to the point, the game that we don't put up 40, they're going to say, what, what's going on? The game where the game where Trayvon Diggs don't get an interception and he might get burnt once or twice, they gonna throw him in the trash. We not we talking to y'all people. Oh, you feel me? Y'all not true fans. Y'all not true fans because y'all wait. The, come on, Scott. The, let's say Trayvon don't get an interception. I, uh, hey, hey, set it off. Don't, don't, don't get burnt, your, don't, they gonna throw him away. Don't get too worked up with it because oh, you know how we do here. We not really talking to them. You know what I'm saying? This channel and, 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 and the way we do the content here, we're talking to the smart fans. We're talking to the, you know what I'm Back. saying, to the, not, not the casuals. And Back. if there are casuals here, salute to you. Maybe you can come here and learn something from, you know, from some of these callers, hopefully something from us, from the studies and, and the, the work that we put in. But I'm not even tailoring the content to the people to the haters because they're very low hanging fruit and that's boring. Like there's so much fun within the details of the football that I ain't got time to waste on them, man. Agreed, bro. I mean, 100% agree. 100% agree. Just sit back and enjoy this show. That's going to happen Sunday. My God. It's going to be a movie. All right, my boy. Appreciate you, brother. All right, look, we got phone lines. Hold tight. All right. What we're going to do here is we're going to move forward and start the grading of these coaches. And I promise y'all I'm going to get to you. But real quick, there's been a couple super chats. I don't want to miss one. Hold on. Hold on. Get that. All right. I didn't miss one. I didn't miss one. All right. But before we move on, my guy Tater did donate. I appreciate, t- I appreciate you, Tater. Hold on. Super chat. He says uh, for the 199 donation, y'all leave some likes for this great content. Indeed. Please do that both on Facebook and and YouTube, I did see a comment in here from Facebook. My apologies if I missed your name here. Um, he said he's new. Here you go. New subscriber. Thanks for the content. Listen, that's I, I love to hear that, right? Every day, every show, we're going to gain newer people, and they may pop in at a time where they're like, what is this? What's going on? Just stick around. Just stick around. I promise you, if you love football, if you love the Dallas Cowboys football, I think you'll enjoy this channel. I think you'll enjoy A to Z Sports, period. Um, so make sure you guys just give us a shot. And if you like it, hit the like. If you really like it, subscribe and keep on coming. Keep on churning, churning. All right. Let's move forward with the coaches and the grading scale of the coaches. Because I think this is going to be interesting to hear what you guys, how you guys feel. Because we've been all on the players and things like that. And mostly just two of the coaches here. But I want to hear what you guys got to say. So get your pen and papers out, teachers and, and, and teachers assistants. And let's get into this thing. All right, I want to start off with the head honcho because he's the CEO of the football team, right? Not of the coaching aspect of the football team. I think Dak is the CEO otherwise. I, y'all know me, notoriously, I've been hard on Mike this year because I expect a lot from Mike and I expect, I believe in Mike McCarthy. So far though, 
I think I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. We'll talk about what I believe he can be better at. But first, I want to ask you guys. Let's get a grade for old freaky Mike. Mike McCarthy. What do you have him at so far? Four games to the season. The quarter mark. I use in quotations because in the past it used to be the quarter mark. Now it's not really the quarter mark, but whatever. All right. Malcolm says B+. Miss Jackie says C. Jeremy C+. CJ gives him a B+. Stage gives him a B, Fresh B, James B, B plus B, A minus Adam. That is very high praise. A lot of Bs. Let me let me pull this up here so y'all can see what I'm talking about. A lot of Bs. My bad, y'all. My apologies. Um, Tommy B, Terrence B. I think I'm with you guys. I feel like the A may be a little bit high and the C may be a little bit low. I could get busy with a C plus. I, I can I can hear you out on a C plus, but I think here's why I think it's a B. We know the game management, we know the clock management has been his Achilles heel, right? Like that is that is obvious. But sometimes what we tend to do in life is we tend to magnify the negatives in our lives, in other people's lives, and kind of just say, oh yeah. This is cool, but this is not. I don't know if it's a human nature thing or whatever, but Mike McCarthy has got a lot of good out of this team around the clock management and game management situations. He has. Um, I think he's he's helped. He's helping build a. He said he wants to build a championship program. It feels that way. They have to win the championship or at least get there, but it feels that way, right? He realized his mistake with Mike Nolan. He realized his mistake with. Uh, Tom Sula, et cetera, et cetera, went out and got a defensive coordinator, put his buddy-buddy system to the side, right? These guys have been able to overcome adversity more than I've ever seen under one Jason Garrett. More than I've ever seen. I, I promise you, if, if the Jason Garrett era would have lost all these players, no way in hell Cowboys are sitting at 3-1. I just truly believe that. I truly do. So I'm going to go with B. TC's really harsh on him. He says F. Scotty says C for clock. See, that's what I'm saying. So we're focusing on that portion and portion and we should. This is why I give him a B, B minus because that has to improve. But it's really hard to argue about everything else, right? It's kind of hard to really argue about everything else that Mike, this man here, Mike McCarthy is doing with this team. All right, let's get to our guy. Oh, well, I had the lunatic in here. He dipped out. So I think we got OG. In fact, I'm going to. Is this, is this OG? Because I got to change your name. OG, do we got good you Good morning, here? my brother. How are you doing? Yes, it is. What's up, man? I am good. How are you? It is It is me. I was going to come in and say, Skywalker, this is Obi-Wan. But I thought, no, I'm sure somebody's done that before. I just um, I, I enjoy listening because, you know, I'm kind of an old guy. I'm up with all you youngsters. And, and um, I'm, I'm learning more than I really bring to the table. But. I've been around so long. I have seen it happen before that, you know, you, you could have the Super Bowl Cowboys against the worst giant team ever, and it could be a 14-13, you know, slugfest. Yeah, those, those uh, because division games. Because that's just games. the way things have always been with the Cowboys and the Giants, or anybody in the NFC. NFC, yeah. Um, you know, and, and it, you just never know. I personally, I... 
if we're, if we're picking players to watch, a lot of people are saying look for CD to have a big game because he's been kind of quiet lately. But I personally think right now we have the best uh, the best tight end tandem that we've had oh. in years, yeah, yeah. and both of them are healthy. And one week, you know, people are saying, oh, it's all Jarwin, and other people are saying, no, Schultz is coming, and they both had their times this year. But I think the tight ends are going to make a, a difference this year. Um, the, the thing that I like about you guys letting me participate here, and I don't mean to sound all schmaltzy like an old man, but uh, the last couple of days people have criticized – Leighton for, you know, stepping out and griping at the press and the fans and everybody for trash talking Jalen. I'll, I'll admit, and, I'll admit, I was I was part of the the, the group that's kind of like looking at LVE sideways, getting in his feelings with well, the media. I did, I did at first because I thought, listen, son, you've been around the league long enough. You should know it's a business. You shouldn't have to whine about people talking bad about your bud and stuff like that. But, the, you know, it just it just struck me. Right now, you got, you know, all you youngsters are allowing me to participate. We're all different cultures, different races, different whatever. Don't need to get into that because, you know, politics or something that needs to stay as far away from sports as possible. But the thing that I appreciate is with Leighton and with Jalen, you, you got – two grown men, two young men who, you know, Jalen brought Leighton kind of in. He gave him the ropes, showed him the ropes, kind of taught him what to look out for. And and you've got Leighton standing up for Jalen now. And no comment has ever been made about a white guy standing up for a black guy or, you know, anything like that. It, it's a It's a culture that this year I think is better – with the Cowboys than it's ever been. Um, and I, I just think it's we're starting to see something. We're starting to see some growth as as human beings with the Cowboys, and I think that's going to spill over onto the field um, because, you know, the, the thing that bothers me, and that's all I was going to say about Leighton, is that you've got two guys backing each other up. It doesn't matter, you know, uh, what race, creed, or color? They're just a couple of linebackers standing up for each other, or whatever. Leighton standing up for Jalen. The thing that getting back to football, I'm I'm, I'm through preaching. Yeah, um, yeah. Getting back, getting back to football. <clears throat> the thing that worries me, you know, right now you can say, okay, well we're one field goal away from being undefeated at this point, but we were, you know, there have been several plays in several games. Uh, the fumble, you know, Schultz's fumble last week early in the game that was ruled uh, an incomplete or whatever. I didn't actually see the play until I saw the replay. It changed things early, and then it turned into a rout. Um, other other games, you know, the people like you mentioned earlier, the Chargers Chargers game uh, had a couple of couple of TDs called back. Um, you know, you can always go with the what ifs, but the bottom line is. If a W is a W, that's all it really counts. If it's if it's the Giants and we get away with a beating them by a field goal, it still goes down as a W in the win column for us. Um, you know we're going to have a lot tougher games to play, but the Giants, I guarantee, Jason Garrett, uh, with his attitude, his wanting to always play the Cowboys tough because you know he got fired here, and uh, probably not soon enough. But we don't need to get into that. 
No. Um, they're going to come in ready. And uh, uh, people saying, oh, it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be a blowout. You know, I, I'll i be satisfied with a seven-point win, a ten-point win, as long as nobody gets hurt, especially our quarterback, because that's the one area that we are – yeah, when I won't well, even call it sin. I'm calling it, you know, transparent. I mean, yeah. Oh, here, listen, 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 really listen, listen. Let me let me, let me keep it moving here. I hear I'm you, sure brother. Cooper. Oh, oh, here. Let me keep let me keep Cooper it moving could. here, brother. Let me keep it moving here a little bit. I hear you. We a win's a win, right? It doesn't matter as long as you get the victory. And if there's some things you can improve upon coming out of it, that'll that'll be great. I think they will come out and make it a fight. And uh, w- once we get into breaking down the Giants, I'll tell you why I think it's go- they're going to come out. And, and and try to fight because they've they've shown that all season, uh, but at the end of the day, this team is better. And like you said, it, you know this isn't the Jason Garrett era, so hopefully they can uh, overcome it. Give me a final a final score that you have here, and we'll move forward. A, a final score. I, I'm going to go with an optimist, thirty-one to seventeen. That's, I love it. I think that, the, I a, think the Giants victory. will be able to. I think Daniel Daniel Jones will get some points. On the board as long as he stays healthy. If we if we beat him up early, it may be it may be worse than that. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like that score. All right, man. Appreciate you calling in as always, man. Hey, take care. I'll talk to you tomorrow. You too, Bye-bye. OG. See you. Well, tomorrow is Saturday, so you you won't see me till Sunday. Y'all won't talk to me on the lines till Monday. Well, OG, man, I tell you, you know who it reminds me of a little bit. OG, you might or I can't. No, OG is B Bird. Old head. Oh, hey, you know who you remind me of? Uncle Charles. I haven't seen Uncle Charles around here in a minute because I do the morning show now and, he, and you know, probably conflicts with his schedule. Uh, but he reminds me of the the the, the uh, calmer version of Uncle Charles. Interesting. Y'all funny in this dang on chat, though, talking about roosters and whatnot. All right, so this is what we're going to do. First of all, let me give a shout-out to Jesse Falls. Welcome to the Pro Bowl membership of the channel. Salute to you, brother. Thank you very much for joining um, we're going to go ahead and move forward to the next coach on our coaching grade. Maybe the next coach on the coaching grade, and then we'll get back into the lines. I promise you guys. And the next coach is one Kellen Moore. Drop your grades for Kellen Moore. I think this should be unanimous here. Right? Then this be unanimous. Here's the offense under Kellen Moore in 2021. They're fourth in points per game. They're third in yards, which yards are yards, but hey, that means you're moving a rock. First in first downs per game. 26 and a half first downs per game. There's a lot of stats on here, again, where context matters, but some stats are more important than other stats. Rush yards per game, 165 rush yards per game, second in the NFL. First in rush first downs per game. I'm sorry, fourth. I'm sorry, fourth. Passing first downs per game, six. Trying to read y'all some stats that are a little bit better than yards and all all these things like that. Now, Dak is part of the passing touchdowns, right? He's third in the league in passing touchdowns. Red zone scoring, because I know you guys love to get on Kellen about the red zone. Hey, guys, Cowboys are doing better. Listen to this. Now, you might hear 11th in the red zone and be like, oh, that's that's okay. It's not great. 67% red zone scoring this year ranks 11. But since week one, where they struggled in the red zone, 
The Cowboys are 9 for 11, which is about 82% in the red zone. 9 for 11. Mind you, they got cheated out of a touchdown against the Eagles when Dak Prescott clearly scored a touchdown, and he didn't call it that. So I'm going to go ahead and give him 10 for 11. Are, y'all, are, are, we, are we done yet with the Kellen Moore stuff? Because I know a lot of people, a lot of people getting on Kellen Moore. Let's see what y'all are saying in this chat here. A lot of A's. Stevie Mac still hard on him. Stevie Mac, I think you're forever going to be hard on Kellen Moore, man. A plus, A minus, A plus, plus, A plus, A plus, plus. I mean, I don't know how it can't be an A plus. B. Yeah, Montana's another one that's hard on him. Let me ask y'all something for those that are still doubting Kellen Moore. Is it the consistency that you want to see out of Kellen Moore? Like, more consistency? I, I think I'm I'm seeing a growth in Kellen Moore. I'm seeing him be able to not be stubborn. Him be able to game plan week to week. Him, him able to open up the offense. We're seeing guards playing fullbacks, right? We're seeing him one week spreading it out at a high level, elite level. The next week or two weeks later, jumbo set and executing well in that. The game planning, we're seeing, here's the most important thing. We're seeing the adjustments in game. I think Kellen Moore has been, he's been awesome. You know, does he glitch? We talk about that all the time, right? He glitches. Like, Kellen has these glitches. Nobody perfect. Nobody in the NFL is perfect. But God dang it, this offense is real close to being perfect. My guy set it off. Chris called it an amoeba offense. Shapeshifter offense. If I had to give it, y'all know me. I love I love Marvel. I love the comics and things like that. If I had to give it a name, Mystique. Like shapeshift, she can shapeshift into anything. That's what Dallas is doing right now. They are the mystique of the NFL. Wow, Ian is very... Oh, I thought you gave him a C-. minus. I'm about to say that's very hard. All right, so let me see if I can find someone that, that thinks Kellen can be... Okay, so Jonathan says, yes, be consistent in the red zone. I wanted the Bucks game bad. Jonathan, they're 9 for 11 since week one in the red zone. 10 for 11 in all, in all honesty. And then here's the thing about the Bucks game, Jonathan. I'm not coming at you, by the way. Dak Prescott cost him a touchdown in the red zone, not Kellen Moore. Blake Jarwin cost him a touchdown in the red zone, not 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 Kellen Moore. Just saying. Just saying. Jennifer says McGovern is doing great at fullback. He's doing great whenever he comes out there, man. I think he's been doing awesome. And if you think about the nugget that uh, Mike McCarthy talked about, he said, "Hey, I like what he's doing at center." He's he's performing better at center, so maybe Tyler Biata should be looking at over his uh over his back. Iceberg, I got I give him an A, gotta start choking them out like Zeke said. Yeah. That's something you can improve upon too. Maybe I guess at the end of games. But again, you don't want to do too too much. <laughs> you don't want to do too too much at the end when you're up multiple touchdowns. More so the defense needs to start learning to choke them out, in my opinion. Uh I'm trying to see some of the where people are giving him a C and B. <laughs> Tater. Tater, man, I love me some Marvel, man. Biased. Montana said Mystique was trash. 
Mystique is trash like as a as a as a villain slash hero. You don't like Mystique? I mean, here's the thing about Mystique. It it's the reference I'm getting at. Not necessarily like she's a beast, you know. If we're gonna go who's the best type, that's a whole different story. It's just that Mystique can turn into whatever you want her to turn into, is what I'm getting at. Jacob says an A. Yeah, man. Kellen's been a beast, man. Tell me why he hasn't. 720, you are live. What it is, what it do? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. You live. Oh, this is CLZ, man. Um, What's up, CLZ? I was just, uh, yo, I was just calling to uh, kind of give my word about um, Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Um, It's so weird for as great of a talent as he is. He has this weird thing where he can't really read the blocks and the holes. And most of his, like, um, I think was it 2018 where he had, like, over 1,200 yards or so? Most of that, like almost 700 or so, yeah, most of that was, like, just off, what, 15-plus yard runs. And then, like, um, if you take away the big runs, he's only averaging, like, what, 3.3 carry? Oh, you're, carry. you're talking about Saquon. Yeah, yeah. My, my apologies. I was like, what was, yeah, Saquon Barkley to me, CFZ is, I, I, I kind of, I jokingly say this, he's three yards in a cloud of dust. Like, he's going to he's gonna pop off a run or two, but that's it. Everything else is usually two-yard gain, four-yard gain, three-yard gain, minus two, negative one, one-yard gain, zero. I don't know what it is about Saquon because he has a talent, but he just is never a consistently good running back. But he still is a weapon at the end of the day. And I think a lot of it maybe has to do with the offensive line, right? I mean, I guess it's, you know, he's not been put in that yeah, situation. It, yeah, I mean, we kind of know about bad O-line play from last year. Yes. Um, but, uh, yo, Saquon, it's, it's so weird, man, because I don't know if you watched the uh, Washington game. Uh, and I know the Saints game, uh, you know, it was kind of like a shootout and stuff, but he didn't get – I think Daniel Jones had just as many carries as Saquon. So it's kind of looking like, oh, why are you not feeding him the ball? What kind of a reason he's not getting – that 20-plus workload so one like, you know, Zeke or even Tony Pollard can get any week, you know? Yeah, you're not going to give – you're not going to continue to ram your head against the wall if it's not working, right? No matter how yeah, good your and, running back is. Yeah, it's just a weird situation up there, man. And then as far as their passing game, it, I know Daniel Jones did throw for 400, like you said, but – That was the weirdest 400-yard it, game I've ever seen. Yeah, it – it was so weird because most of it's yak and it's he's not really that good. And I ain't going to lie, Trayvon Diggs is going to have another turnover. If he doesn't look for uh curse to get his, you know, first pick or maybe KZ to notch another one, you know, because he's going to give us some, t- I'm sorry, what? I'm with you. Yeah, man. It's, I, I don't want to go into this game like super confident, like they're going to blow him out, but do your, film study and look at what they're putting on the field, at least for this year. I mean, it's kind of hard not to say Dallas is going to win at least by like, I mean, listen, you know, you don't, gotta, don't hold your punches, man. Don't hold your punches. The Cowboys should absolutely <laughs> whoop on the Giants. There's no doubt about it. it. That doesn't mean they're going to. They're a much better team. We can, I think what's happening is we all as Cowboy fans have a little bit of PTS, JG. We just do. It's still a little bit yeah. back there in our heads. Like, 
are they going to come out there and play down? Ah, it's very possible because that's what yep. happened for 10 years under the Cowboys organization. <laughs> but it feels different right now. It feels different. Um, but here's the thing about Daniel Jones. He's a competent quarterback. I'll give him that. He can stand there and make the throws oh, yeah. if you allow him to do it. But if you put the pressure on Danny to Nichols, I think you can get a chance to get him back into those turnovers because he hasn't really done it this year yet. Exactly, man, exactly. And that's what – it's nothing hard or complicated. We're just going to play our game on defense. And more than likely we're going to do really good. So yeah, be it's, confident, it's pretty man. confident, man. Be, yeah. Your team is showing it's, you after four games that you, you, sh- you should be allowed to be confident going into these games. Yeah, it's a weird feeling, but it's a good feeling, though. Yeah, my man. <laughs> All right, man. Take care, bro. Appreciate you. Shout out to my guy, Vach, in the building. Hey, listen, man. I pro- y'all need to go watch his highlights. He just dropped a highlight uh, stream last night. Vach, I am not lying to you, man. I showed that to my lady. She was crying. I was crying. I watched it about three, four times. I don't know what, what the stamp time stamp is, but go watch the whole thing. It's funny. But there's this one part in there where this gentleman falls asleep. He falls asleep calling in to Vach. Oh, Vach's reaction. Oh, my God, man. Hilarious. Funny stuff, man. I'm actually going to watch it after this just because I've seen you up here. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the grading system, and then I'm going to get this call. Phone lines are still open. Briefly, 351-999-3787. I got to kind of speed this up a little bit because we haven't even gotten to the Giants versus Cowboys. Giants uh, defense versus Cowboys offense. So I'm going to speed through the rest of these coaches. Really, Dan Quinn. I mean, it's not really going to be a ton of other coaches. We'll get to Dan Quinn and Bones, maybe some assistance. But we're, we're going to speed through this, so bear with me. All right. Dan Quinn, where do you guys have him so far a quarter into the season? Give me a grade for Dan Quinn. Right now, the defense, again, y'all know me. I talk about this all season. It's not about being elite. It's not about being great. It's about being good at a certain number of things to allow your team to compete in the NFC or in any conference. Right now, he's 16th. The Cowboys defense is 16th in points. Again, context to that a little bit. With 24 points per game, 26 in yards. Y'all know me. I don't give a damn about yards, but I wanted to tell y'all that. Here's what I do give a damn about. Third down percentage, they're tied for 11th, 37%. That's one of those pillars I always talk about. Third down. You got to be good in third down if you want to be a a consistently good defense. The other one, red zone scoring. Right now, they can stand to be better at that. They're 19th in the league in the red zone. They were really bad last week against the Panthers. Four games in, that's something that you can improve upon. Right, You don't want to be perfect going through four games and then you get big-headed. They, there's things they can be better at, and Dan Quinn says that's the, the fun in that process is getting better at the things that you are not good at. And right now the Cowboys aren't that good in the red zone uh, in regards to scoring. Um, here's the thing that's interesting. The Cowboys, the reason why the Cowboys rush defense, because a lot of people are going to say their rushing defense is better this year, there's some context to it. They're better slightly. Teams are only running the ball 17 times a game, and that ranks second lowest in the NFL. I personally think that's due to more of the offense putting pressure on the defense because if you look at yards per carry, they're not that good. They're second worst in the league in yards per carry. 
And if you watch the tape, that kind of kind of makes sense, especially at the beginning of games. At the beginning of games, and number nine's not here anymore. But beginning of games, there was times where number nine, number 55, things were happening and teams were busting big runs. Every, the last three games, I promise you, I'll go look at them. Chargers, Eagles, Panthers. They're, the beginning of these games, they're busting off big runs, and I think that kind of inflates that yards per carry, and then they stop running because Dallas figures things out offensively, and now you have to throw, right? Now you have to get off schedule. So keep an eye on that. That's something they can get better at. Here's another pillar. Second in the NFL in takeaways, right? Takeaways, red zone defense, third down defense. Three of the four or five pillars I like to talk about on defense. They're really good at two of them. They can be better at another. And y'all hear what I said? I didn't say turnovers. I said takeaways because this team is literally taking the ball away from the opponent. They're not stumbling into these um, turnovers. They're also, I believe, second in opponent interceptions thrown. Now, I say that because teams are throwing on Dallas a lot. 72% of the time they're throwing on Dallas, which is second most in the NFL. So if they can keep up taking the rock away via interceptions, you'll be able to live with teams running a little bit on you. Right? And I say all that to say that Dan Quinn, I think, does have this defense kind of where we wanted to see the defense, right? We wanted to say, we don't need you to be elite. Just make them better than the Mike Nolan defenses. Put them in the middle of the pack, and that's where they are. They're kind of in the middle of the pack. All right, let me scroll up and get to some of these. A lot of A's. Take a look at this. A lot of A's for Dan Quinn. What's up, Jason? A minus, A plus, A, A, A plus. It's really hard not to say A for Dan Quinn. It really is. B minus, Miss Jackie. If it's anything less than a B, I'm really interested to see what you got to say. CFC, masterful scheme. Yes, and coaching. A, A minus, B plus, B plus, only because the big plays. Got to clean that up. You're right. They're worse in the league in big plays. A-plus, great communicator. You know what, Doug, on Facebook? Let me bring that up real quick because you talked about being a great communicator. I think that's one thing this team can clean up is communication. I will give – I'm not going to give him credit for none of this because we've already seen it, but somebody on one of those networks pointed out communication from a certain player that's no longer with this team. I will say this. The breakdowns on defense, to me, seem to have come from communication issues. Uh, I believe Trayvon Diggs solidified that as well. He said, when you see those big plays, it's not because of the call. It's because of us. It's not like these dudes are making big plays when they're on the hip pocket of of a receiver or they're breaking all these tackles. Nah, you see clear mishaps within the call that I think they can clean up. So I'm good with the defense and its trajectory. And mind you, let's bring more context to this thing. They're doing this without a plethora of their players, right? D-Law, Neil, Anai, Armstrong, D-Law, D-Law, Donovan Wilson. Like, it's a whole bunch of dudes. Kelvin Joseph. It's a whole bunch of guys that are still coming back and that will be back. So shout out to Dan Quinn. All right, 512, I'm going to get into you, and then we're going to get to some of these assistants. 512, what it is, what it do? Going. 
What's up, man? I'm good. Hey, hey um, so for Dan Quinn, uh, he gets an A. He totally changed his whole defense all yep. the way around um, just on character and just the, 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 the identity of the defense is, is what he brought. They had none last year, right? So I think uh, that deserves an A, and it's only going to get better. Um, I actually been trying to call in the past couple of days, and I keep just missing <laughs> the the conference. We got uh, you now. We got you down. The, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I did have one more thing I wanted to say. Uh, y'all were uh, talking about, uh, you know, I'm a Dalton Schultz uh, supporter, and the reason being is um, when you picture a tight end running down the field with his helmet off, not named Witten, I think the name on that jersey is Schultz. That's just how I see hey. what separates him from the other tight ends. You talking about is the, that the conversation how long we had? Say that tenacity. You talking the conversation we had on the round table, or you just mean in general? Uh, at the round table is what got me. It, that's when I thought of it when I was listening to the to playback of the round table because I missed it. Yeah, and I was like, man, I want to call in so bad, but this was last night. <laughs> so do you do you see greatness in in Dalton Schultz? Because that's what Jason Witten was, right? He was great. Yeah, I see potential. I mean, the way I think he puts his, uh, I I just see it. I don't know. I don't know. I just get a vibe off of him hmm. watching him play that I don't get from like Jarwin. Like Jarwin is good and everything. I just I don't know. I just get well, a different vibe from him. I think the conversation is now over, right? Like Dalton Schultz is the, the best tight end on the team, and I and I'm a guy who is a Jarwin stand, and I have to admit Jarwin or Schultz eclipsed. Jarwin probably last year when he came in and showed that, hey, I'm the guy, and now it's pretty much stamped. Um, but interesting, you got him as a – I get the Jason Witten comp I, because a lot of people comped him in Jason Witten, but then you have to be great like that. So special, well, it, I don't it's going to take him being consistent right, like, right, like Witten right. was. The always be dependable. You can count on him in the run game. You can count on him to know – to be smart enough where to be for Dak when he needs a yeah. meet. And that's he's what developed. Witten was, right? He's developed and, and very so, well. Witten came out was already he was it took about a year and yeah, Witten was great. That, yeah. And that and that was the difference. But I, I do, like I said, um I, I see the potential. And for me, I'm I've been wanting to find that Witten um clone since he left. Like, you know, it was heartbreaking for me when he left, but you know, I don't think you need it. Though. It's the NFL. I, I, don't, I don't think you need it. It's <laughs> offense. That's what conversation we were talking about on the round. Table. Oh, Do you well, pay yeah. Dalton Schultz? yeah. I don't think you need to, if yeah. you want to, who's going to argue with you if he's not going to break your pockets. Right. But th- I've been saying this forever. I think the tight end position definitely now is not a, it's not a feature in the system. It's a product of the system. They're, they're an afterthought, but they are, they're a good afterthought, but, if you take away the guys that we have and then you focus on the tight ends, they're not going to be the same in my opinion uh, because they're not these elite special players. They're, they're good. They're, they're good. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And well, and that's what I was just, uh, that would be the, the, for me, that what makes me want to choose Schultz over the other ones. It's just, I see a more comparable to that. And that's, you know, that's yeah, my, He's Homer the, fanism. No, he's tight in one. You're right. He's tight in one. He's the guy. He's the man this year. I, 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 I get yeah. I, I love right it. On. I mean, hey, and uh, one one last question. The, I was uh, We're going to be there. This this uh, We're coming in town today. We're going to be there for the game. And I wanted to catch you on the post game. 
and you're at Texas Live, and we've been looking it up, and it's kind of confusing on the on the line, trying to figure out like exactly where this place is at because it's showing us it's right next to the Ranger Stadium. It is. It literally uh, is. It's. I promise you, it's. You can walk to okay. the stadium, and it take you like thirty seconds to get there. Okay, so and, and it, it's like kind of like a music venue type spot, right? Where well, they they have con- um, they have performances in there. In fact, I think Monday night okay. at halftime they had a live band performing inside Texas Live. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm looking at the right spot on you, the on the me. interwebs and, and whatnot. You're going to the game, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's my first one ever. Okay. I'm 42, and I'm stupid. And so listen, it's, take it all in. It is, it's, it's something. It's the mecca. It's the mecca for Cowboys fans. Uh, but you won't. You can't yeah, miss man. Texas Live if you if you go to the Ranger Stadium. Right, You're like I don't know where to go. Plug in the Ranger Stadium. It's right next to it, and then you can actually walk to the game across the bridge. Um, and once you're at Texas Live, you can if you can't find us, just ask somebody. They'll tell you where we're at. That's what's up, man. We'll we'll definitely go uh, shake your hand, shake Jesse Holly's hand. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so starstruck. It's gonna be <laughs> oh, man, y'all gonna be laughing at me. <laughs> we ain't nobody, man. We ain't no- <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm man, not gonna speak for Jesse. Don't, Jesse, you can't say that no more, Sky. You done moved from from just a YouTuber to now you're that. a real sports broadcaster. Is is in? I mean, I don't know. I picture you one day, you know, Thank undisputed you, with with Sky and. Someone better than Shannon. Uh, well, hopefully it's our own. We have our own network we can kick off, man. You yeah, yeah. You know, there. but you know, you, yeah, like I, I just, you can see it in some people and then, you know, that's yeah. what's up. Thank you, man. But uh, yeah, man, hey, love the show. Everything you do, let's go get them, Cowboys. And, yes, sir. And my fan, my, my, my prediction uh, for the, for the score is going to be 42 to 10. Cowboys. I'm just saying, hey, I ain't mad at it. I can't give you all my score though till Sunday. <laughs> Tune in, pregame show. I say, right. hey, come through the pregame, man. Time. I'll see you there, man. Peace. All right, but appreciate the kind words from from him, man. Uh, and let me get, let me let me not speak for Jesse because we had this conversation before. He, Hollywood Jesse ain't gonna tell you he ain't nobody. Hollywood Jesse would tell you he's somebody. So <laughs> that's my boy, man. I appreciate Jesse. Uh, B Bird, I promise I'm gonna get to you, man. But I gotta, fi- <laughs> man. This is going to be a long show because I haven't even gotten into the Cowboys versus Giants. You know what? We're going to cut the grading short. We got to the big three. The big three honchos, that's what we're going to do. Y'all really care about Bones? Bones, yeah, you know. I do want to briefly bring up Aiden Dirty. I got to give him a shout-out. I got to give a shout-out to um, Joe Witt Jr. And a shout-out to Joe Philbin. Real quick, I'm going to give those guys shout-outs because I think those units have performed much better than in years past. I am not a PFF grade guy, but I find it very interesting. The offensive line, everyone except uh, the center, Tyler Biotis, has graded very well. So, um, yes, salute to Joe Philbin. I gave him props last year, even more props now. Aiden Durde, our mate. Good eye, mate. I mean, I don't know. That was probably a bad uh, impression there. But I think he's been good for the Cowboys. I do. And Joe Witt Jr., the minute they – Hired Joe Witt Jr. I had did a video on him from some research. I, I loved it. I said, oh, he's going to change. He's going to bring a, a different vibe into this secondary unit. And he has. So, shout out to those guys. All right, listen. B-Bird, I got you. And then we got to get into Cowboys offense against their defense. I'll keep it brief, though. What's up, B-Bird? What's up, Scott? How you doing this morning, bro? Man, I'm good, brother. I'm good. You know. 
Hey, I want to tell you for one thing, uh, man. It was, uh, it was great meeting you out there, uh, Texas, Texas Live, man. That was real cool. That was uh, you and Jesse, man. That that, that was. Yeah, it's that funny. Was Let me tell y'all. When I saw B Bird, I already knew kind of what he looked like because I had sent him a um, a hoodie a while back, and I seen the picture, so I already knew what you looked like. But when when I seen you in person, man, it's kind of awesome to have that feeling to co- connect with the fans. So I appreciate you and your family coming through. Beautiful family, and I hope y'all enjoy the game, man. Oh yeah, we did. Hey, one thing I thought about, man, just on the side, I said, "Man, when does Scott get to go to the game?" I said, "I don't listen, think he does." <laughs> listen, man, trust me. I already, I already thought about that. I was like, "Dang, I'm down here. And I can't even go." But Thanksgiving, I might be there. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So I had, a, I had one thing that I wanted to bring up because I'm old enough to remember this, but this team really reminds me of the '90 Cowboys um, in a lot of different ways, and mm-hmm. uh, one of them is. We, you know, the people talk about uh, where well, the Cowboys only had six plays back. Then. No, what the Cowboys did was, if you had to, if you stop tried to stop the O line and Emmy Smith with eight men in the box, they just threw it to uh, Irvin and uh, Harper or Novacek, and that's what they did. And then, and then if you put the put the safety back, then it just ran it down your throat. It was really the same situation that we're in now. Uh, we just got what we have to do now is uh, we're killing more. He's just he has to be innovative. You just can't be that predictable in a sense mm-hmm. because sometimes you see other things so i think this team if you even look at the uh last time we've had two uh, offensive coordinator and a defense coordinator and a coach at advantage on the sideline probably was the 90s and we had Wanstead and north turner so these two guys are the same way you know i think uh we we have an advantage there also to our defense back in the 90s really people always say it was great to me it wasn't as good as the offense but what it did it it got turnovers and he got key stops or whatever. And and a lot of times you look at the stats, that's what really matters. And turnovers are great. No, turnovers are everything. They're not just great. And so turnovers are, are better than the stats, defensive stats. So giving that offense the ball back, I think they uh, really remind me of uh, the 90s Cowboys. Nah, that's a good point. Somebody somebody earlier this week said 95, and then someone countered with like 92, right, that, that year, or 91, the year right yeah, before. Yeah, 92 will be for me. Yeah, the year right before yeah. or the year they did win the Super Bowl. It does feel that way. And and that's what I love about Cowboys fans, right? We we can go back to an era and be like, yo, this kind of feels that way, and it was a good feeling. Um, but it's true. It kind of feels that way a little bit. Now, that defense back then had a lot of star power. This defense doesn't have that, that star power, but they play, I think, fast, and they play together. Um, and I think J. Ron Curse has a potential to just – to be a star back there if, if he continues to start and get the snaps that he can get at the top in regards to safety-wise. But Trayvon Diggs, you got your star at the cornerback position. Micah Parsons, you got your star at the linebacker position. And D-Law and Gregory, you got your stars at at the uh, end positions. And Osa Digizuwa, OG. Yeah. He's turning into one. Yeah. He's turning into and one. And so I, I had a uh, – I had a, this, I'll tell you this when I go. I got a, uh, something for Feel Good Friday. Finally having a coach advantage on the sideline uh, makes me feel good. Uh, offensive and defensive coordinators are an advantage, and we haven't had that in a long time. But I got something for Messy Monday. You ready? <laughs> messy Monday. You about to get messy on me. What's Me- up? <laughs> <laughs> Kellen Moore, your 2022 head coach. Mm. <laughs> B-Bird, now you can't go out and be a messy like that, B-Bird. Y'all I just had to do it. Hey, the, the, the thing about it is, man, it's going to be interesting because if we get to the championship game, man, and you have to make that decision, oh, and a lot of people are going to look at Jerry crazy, but you got to look at it and say, okay, 
do I want to start over an offense uh, with this $40 million quarterback, or do I want to keep this offense intact? And who is the offensive coordinator? Hey, and then, then now we have to figure out what's Mike McCarthy's influence on inside the uh, locker room. We don't know that from the outside. So we they have to figure that out and say, oh, is it worth it? Man. Because you'd be in a Sean Tate situation all over again, man. It's just a it's a tough one because you you got a young guy, man, and just like, I know it's tough, man. but <laughs> It is. I hate to think about but it, look, man. But you uh... – I guess it's messy Friday then since I said it today, huh? <laughs> you, you ain't right. Hey, look, hey, Scott, man. Hey, keep keep up the good work like everybody <laughs> say, man. Hey, keep growing as A to Z, man. I'm going to be supporting you, you as always, man. It's good talking to you. And go Cowboys, brother. I'll let you later. My man, B-Bird, the OG. Appreciate you. He messy for that one. It's a cop, man. That could be a whole show in and of itself, but I'll briefly touch on it since B-Bird won't be messy on this feel-good Friday. Uh, I'm getting to the point. I used to be, I'm not going to lie to y'all, last year and this year, I was like, I'm, I don't want Kellen Moore to be a head coach. I didn't think he was ready. I don't, I don't know if he's ready to lead men as opposed to, and I said this a few weeks ago, as opposed to leading an offense. But if the alternative is Kellen Moore is a head coach or Kellen Moore is a head for the Cowboys or he leaves to be a head coach elsewhere, God dang it. I don't really want Kellen Moore to leave. I feel like what he has with Dak Prescott and this offense and the continuity and the ability to adapt and change, and he's smart and young and bright, so he can continue to change as the game changes, man, that's hard to get rid of. Who's in the tuck, right? Like, who's in the tuck? Defensively, let me be real with y'all. If Dan Quinn left, it'd be a, it'd be a hole, right? Like, Dan Quinn kind of, he can get to the players a little bit differently, but I like Joe Witt. I think Joe Witt Jr. can step in and be this defensive coordinator and things will click. Who's going to be? Ben McAdoo? No. Mike McCarthy could call the plays. I still don't know that. He better than Kellen in regards to that aspect. So, <sighs> come on, man. You get me off kilter here, people. You got me. You got me on this one. You got me. You got me, man. You got me. Appreciate you as always, though. Appreciate everybody in the chat as well. About 400 deep in here. Do me a favor real quick before we get to this breakdown. Hit that like button one time for the one time for your boy. And subscribe if you haven't. Now, we're about an hour and a half into the show. And I apologize for those that came onto the show just to see a Cowboys-Giants breakdown. Let's be real, though. Cowboys should whoop on them. But I'm just saying, I'm going to give y'all... What I said I was going to give y'all. So let's jump into the Cowboys versus the Giants. Cowboys offense versus the Giants defense. And some of the notes that I've seen watching this Giants defense. Now, again, what I normally do is I take some clips from the, the previous game. But I try to watch at least the last two games if I got time three. So here's the rundown on the Giants defense. They give up 24 points per game. Same as the Dallas Cowboys, right? And they usually come out strong. A caller earlier talked about, I think it was the old head with the rooster I like to talk about. He said that he thinks they'll be, you know, they'll come out and it'll be tough. I, I agree. If I'm not mistaken, from what I've seen, the Giants defense hasn't given up points in the first quarter. One of only two teams that haven't done that. So relax, Cowboys Nation, if they come out here and they, and they fight a little bit. They fight a little bit. Don't get too caught up in it because after that, that's when the onslaught could potentially happen. Because they haven't been able to sustain that level of success. <laughs> it's not even close after that first quarter. 
In fact, they're bottom third in points given up in the second and fourth quarters of games. So what that tells me, and I had to go look, are they wearing down? Yep. They could be worn down. And they could be worn down via the run game. I mean, this is going to be one of those games where how do you want it? How you want it? Kellen Moore is going to the table and he's just, or going to the menu and he's like, hmm, what do I want? Do I want to crush you in the run game? Do I want to crush you in the passing game? Do I want to get the giant killer Blake Jarwin involved? Let me get a little bit of Connor McGovern out here. You can do what you want against this defense, honestly. It hasn't been collectively good, and they're missing one of their best players in Blake Martinez. But check out what the top running backs have done to this Giants defense. Gibson averaged 5.3 yards per carry on the Giants. Mike Davis for the, uh, who was it, the Falcons, averaged 4.4 yards per carry. Alvin Kamara averaged 4.6 yards per carry. And then Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon hit a 70-yarder on these boys. Melvin Gordon ain't got that kind of speed, y'all. He ain't got that kind of speed. So, I think Dallas Cowboys fans, you can feel confident once again going into this game with your offense and potentially putting up a plethora of points. They're 24th in in, uh, third down conversion percentage, 24th in rush yards per carry, 26th in passer rating, if you're in the passer rating, 29th in sack percentage. I talked about the Panthers not being an overpowering defensive line, but being a collectively good defense. That was true. And not playing behind the line of scrimmage. This defensive line doesn't play behind the line of scrimmage. I wonder if it's because of the way they equip their defensive front. They play with a lot of big tackles. And then they try to get Aziz Ojolari and these guys kind of involved in the passing game, uh, pass rush game. But they don't, they don't get behind the line of scrimmage often at all in either the pass or run game. So that there's a stat for the Cowboys where teams aren't touching the running backs till about two, two and a half yards after after they touch the rock, after the line of scrimmage. You might see some more of that on Sunday. So this could be another TP in the Ezekiel Elliott game if Kellen wants it to be that kind of game. If he wants it to be that kind of game. Uh, we talked about in the roundup that Leonard Williams, who's probably their best player on defense he's back he has a sack and two tackles for loss but Aziz Ojolari leads the team with sacks don't fret Cowboys Nation it's not like the dude is just killing dudes he's a pure speed rusher and he's a rookie so he he doesn't have much in his toolbox at this moment Um, and I think the Cowboys should be able to handle them losing Blake Martinez though is massive for this Giants defense massive their linebackers do not look competent which again means that you can do whatever you want to do with them across the middle of the field or with the run game. Now, y'all probably ask, well, what about the secondary, right? James Bradbury, Dory Jackson, oh, Jabril Peppers, and Logan Ryan. Not going to lie to you. I know I've been burying the elephant in the room, Dak Prescott against the Giants and the injury. That's because I don't even like to talk about it. But 
I don't want Dak to do this, but I hope Ezekiel Elliott gets a carry where he gets one on one with Logan Ryan and he buries Logan Ryan. I'm not going to lie to you. I hope he buries Logan Ryan multiple times in this game. In fact, I don't know if you can scheme this up because he's a you know, he's a safety. I hope they find a way to get a pitch, a toss or something, and he gets him out there and he can he can do some damage to him. I'm not going to lie. I want him to bury him. Call me crazy, call me crazy. But James Bradbury's their best cornerback. He hasn't been good this year, ladies and gentlemen. He's given up three touchdowns already on the season and a 76% catch percentage when teams throw, throw his way. He hasn't been to James Bradbury of last year. Can he find it in this game? I, I guess, but I don't think that's the case. Uh, Dory Jackson has really been the better cover corner, but he's a, he's a hit-and-miss guy. I don't think he's a guy that you worry about. And remember, if y'all seen this clip, there's a clip going around. They kind of respectfully called the Cowboys offense a dink-and-dunk offense, and I kind of had to look at them sideways like, I mean, I guess if you're you're going off of the way the Cowboys are adapting this year, but to think they're a dink and dunk offense is kind of silly to me. Just because Dak is taking, you know, aggressively taking what the defense is giving them does not mean that this is a dink and dunk offense. This is a how do you want it offense. This is a shape shifting offense. You want to play back? Cool. I'm not gonna force the issue. I'm gonna run it down your throat. You want to load the box? Cool. I'm gonna beat you with my guys. We'll see exactly how Dink and Duck were going to be against a very suspect offense. So, Triple D says, Scary Terry Cook Bradbury. Yeah, Bradbury's not, this year he's not that guy. Last year he was real good. He was real good. All right, so I'm going to get to this call. Then we'll get to some cookout candidates. And then we'll get to Feel Good Friday. I know that was a brief overview of their offense or their defense versus our offense. But really not much. There's not much exciting film watching them. It was more exciting watching the Panthers. I'm going to be real with y'all. That was more fun. But all right, let's get into 209. What it is, what it do. What up, Scott? Joe from California. What's up, Joe from Cali? I love when Cali calls through because I got to get out there. I'm, I'm going to try to get out there next summer for um, for training camp. Oh, yeah, I missed it. I wanted to go so bad. I, I had to go to work, uh, man, but it would have been nice. But I just wanted to call in, say what's up. Uh, this is my second time calling in with your uh, channel. Thanks, man. Um, no, I think you're doing a great job. Um, I'm happy for you that you moved to Texas. Thanks. Uh, to get closer to the football team, to your team, and analyzing better. Um, but uh, I really think this is our year. Like everyone's talking about the 90s and, you know, how they look like the 90s. I really, I'm impressed with these guys. Yeah, I got a little, we got a little young blood in them. I think we're going to get it. We're going to get it. We're going to win. <laughs> hey, please pro- provide all that energy because and, 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 and I like to go week to week here so I can stay in these moments. But it's really, really hard. It's really hard to look at this team and not look into the future of February, of January, and feel like, yo, you might be there. They could. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I really, you know, like you said, the energy, man. We got to bring that good fire yeah. energy, man. Say what's up. Say we got this every week, man. Every week I get on that TV, I'm like, and I watch him on TV, I'm like, we got this. You know, if I put any negative into it, I feel like the team goes down. 
it sounds funny, it sounds weird, but it's that positivity that we need in life. Yeah, it's honestly this team has given you no reason to not be from from the jump, right? Like from day one, from game one, this team came out of that game. If you felt negative about your team, you were looking at it wrong. You needed to, you know, grab some of these right here, clean your glasses off a little bit, get some clear eye views, <laughs> get some clear eye views, and um, take another look because week one there was a lot of positive to come out of that game, and now guess what we're seeing? Oh my. I thought we had that. I really thought we had that game. After we it's all won good. that. It's all good. It's all good. It. You, you need those games, oh. in my opinion. It's all good. Don't worry about it. We got to. We got to. You know, we got to fall sometimes to get up and uh, swipe those knees off and get right back up and say we, we can do this. Exactly. And that's what they did. And I think the New York Giants, I'm just, I, I'm just you know, it's the fifth week again. Prescott, I, I just, I hope he overlooks it and just, you know, and goes on their field and just says, hey. We got this. We're going to get this win. It doesn't matter what happened last year. You know, let's just go get this win. Dak is very – it's – we in the media and as fans are going to call it a revenge game, I can promise you Dak Prescott's not looking at it that way. Like Dak Prescott no. is focused. His And everybody's focus should be this way. He's not worry, worried about revenging the Giants. Like let's be real. That's not the goal here in this season. The goal is to stack these wins to put yourself in the best position to get a home game in the playoffs and then move forward. And I love that about Dak. And right, right now that. we're looking at looking good. We're ahead of the Eagles. We're ahead, you know, Washington. You know, but uh, our division. This is our division. This is our division. This oh, is our year. Um, there's a lot of good years. There's a lot of good hope for this year, man. I just uh, and uh, keep that. Keep yeah, that. Scott. Keep that. They've they've given you that reason, brother. Keep that positive energy. And they, I will, I will, I will always keep it. I will keep it. Um, but I'm Blue Virus on uh, on your channel on on YouTube. Blue so, Virus. Okay, cool. If I if I see you in there, make sure I shout you out as I try to do for for everyone. I know I don't get to everybody, but it's a lot of y'all, and I appreciate that. Oh no, there's a lot of us, man. I you know I I, rec- I, I appreciate how you are. You know who you you pick out. You you choose. You know you don't just choose a random. You just you try to. It looks like you you like to read everybody's message and you I try, try to say what's up to everybody. I it's tr- hard. It's I try, hard. <laughs> I try, bro, but it can it can be real hard. That, yeah, you know, answering cell phones, take you know calls, and you know that's a lot of work that you're behind that screen. And I give you props for that, man. It's just not just oh, one I'm day, looking, you know, looking at I'm behind a freaking camera. No, you're you're doing work, dude. You're killing it. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, dog. Appreciate the call too. All right, thank you, Sky. Yep, have, you a, have good a good one. one. Have a good weekend. Right. Are you too, bud? Feel good Friday. Yeah, yeah. Good weekend and a W. A W right. against that uh, New York Giants a rival. Indeed, brother. Indeed. Appreciate you. Um, one of these days, probably for for the members on the channel, because I gotta get I gotta get that up. Oh, I'm talking to the I'm talking to the viewers here, brother. Appreciate the call. Um, one of these days, I'll likely do a behind the scenes thing for the members on the channel, so you guys can see. He right. It's, it's a lot of work that goes into it, but I don't really look at it as work because I love what I do. You know what I mean? And when I took on this opportunity, I took on this opportunity because it's you get a chance to make a living doing what you love to do. I mean, goodness, with the team you love, like you cannot beat that. So what I try to do every show 
is give y'all 110% because now it is it's not only something I'm loving to do, but it's my, my job. So in case someone is watching for the first time, they can now be a part of this because it is something to be a part of, I believe, this Cowboys community, this content creator community. It's something to be a part of. And I'm trying my hardest like hell to make y'all feel a part of it as best as I can. Uh, Jacob says, how do you become a member? If you are on line and not on your phone, I don't know if you can do it on your phone, but online, just go to the homepage and right next to the join button. I'm sorry, right next to the subscribe button, it says join and uh, you can become a member. And I'll, I'll try to, you know, give you guys a kind of tour of the studio. The studio is a bit smaller than it was when I was in PA, but it's better. You know, I have it. It's better. And I can just show you guys behind the scenes what I do, the buttons, the the prep, the the film work, the notes. It's fun. It's fun for me. Some people might think, dude, this is craziness, but it's fun for me. I'm going to just be real. All right. So real quick, and I got you 432, but I have to do this part first. I got to get my community, my chat box. If you want to call in, you can at to end the show, 351-999. But y'all got to give me y'all cookout candidates. If the Cowboys get a victory, y'all know how we do. Y'all know how we do. It's a cookout Monday if the Cowboys get the victory. So who do you have as your cookout candidates? Now, normally, there's three, right? We have three that sits at the grown folk table, and then there's folks that can come to the cookout. And for me, my grown folk table cookout candidates this week. Low-hanging fruit. I'm going to give you all my low-hanging fruit here. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, that's going to be the number one head of the grown folk table, or as my guy set it off, Chris said, the big mama table. I kind of like that one, too, the big mama table. I got Dak Prescott because I think he's going to come out here and, yes, avenge, not necessarily revenge, avenge the situation that happened last year. Uh, Osa Adigizua is my other one because the Giants' offensive line is not good, specifically on the interior the Giants offensive line is now going through, I think, their fourth guard. And then their center's not playing well. Will Hernandez is pretty good. But I think that Osa can beat up beat up on some of those interior guys. So I got Osa Digizua at the grown folk table. And then finally, a guy that has not made the grown folk table yet, a guy that's kind of been on the, the quiet end of things, if you're a fantasy player, but we know he's making an impact, C.D. Lamb. I think C.D. Lamb gets back going. This week, I thought it was going to be against the Eagles. I think I wrote the article. Yeah, I think I wrote the article. It says it's going to be a big day for them. Uh, it ended up being a big day on the ground. Um, or no, it was last week. It was last week I had the article for that. I thought it would be a big day for them. It was actually a, a bigger day for uh, Amari Cooper, and I use that in quotations. But I got C.D. Lamb coming back because I don't think this offense can hold him and, or this defense can hold him. And if you remember last year, C.D. Lamb had, some, had a good game at home uh, against the New York Giants. And I think the Cowboys are averaging close to 40 points per game at home in the last seven contests. So those are my guys, Dak Prescott, Osa, and CeeDee Lamb. And for those who haven't seen who sat at the grown folk table this week after that victory against the Panthers, here you go. It was Trayvon Diggs, two interception game. I mean, duh, right? Ezekiel Elliott, FedEx Air or ground player of the week. And then also Dickie Zuba, who had a two-sack performance. Those were 
my grown folk table head honchos from the Panthers game. Let's take a look at what you guys have got to say. All right. I'm seeing Diggs, Dak, and Quinn. Yeah, Dak made a, or I'm sorry, uh, Quinn made a two or three game stand on the grown folk table. Scotty has C.D. Lamb, Pollard, and Parsons. Miss Jackie has C.D. and Cedric. T-Mac has Neil, Gregory, and Lamb. I like that one, Neil. Not going to lie, or um, T-Mac, because this is Neil for, Neil's first game back. Maybe he can make an impact. But if he's at the grown folk table, that means yeah, you got a hell of a game. Jeffrey on Facebook says, Steel, Zeke, and Diggs. If Steel is on there this week, because I don't really believe in their pass rush, that means he did. That means he has some highlight plays. And if you're a lineman and you have highlight plays, you love to see it. Just plays. He says, I want to see J-Ron Curse make the table. I know. Remember yesterday or this week, I said I probably should have put J-Ron Curse up there, but I didn't. So, yeah. Blake Jarwin. I like that one. Blake Jarwin. The giant killer, right? He kills the Giants all the time. That's a good one. Jennifer says, I want Kellen to be. I haven't put Kellen up there. That's wrong. Be Bird like Cedric Wilson up there. Seti, he's on a roll, ain't he? Had a touchdown pass last year against him. Uh, Sadika, what's going on, Sadika? Says Dak and Diggs. Okay. Dak, Zeke, and Gre- Randy Gregory, who was on a roll, too. That's another guy I probably should have put up there. Somebody, and I think it was fresh, said Jabril Cox. Jay Field says Jabril Cox gets a plate. Okay. So you got Jabril Cox at the cookout, right? And you can go ahead and get a plate, man. You can't sit at the grown folk table, but go play with the cousins, right? Like go on that walk. We talked about that walk. We allowed AB to go on that walk with us. And if y'all don't know what the walk is, ask one of your cousins that goes to a cookout. I think AB might be able to go on a walk this week. Their they're, they're, they're receivers aren't that... We'll see. We'll see if we'll allow A.B. to come on that walk, and we'll see if Jabril Cox, the young cousin, could come on that walk with us. Um, LVE should be motivated since his partner's going. He should be motivated because, boy, if you don't get it together, <laughs> you don't get it together. I ain't saying he's going to get cut. I'm just saying. Yeah. What are the odds McGovern scores a touchdown? I would love to see Connor McGovern get a touchdown. Uh, Dak Zeke Parsons says Jay on Facebook. I kind of been doing my boy Parsons wrong. I ain't put him at the grown folk table just yet, and he deserves it. He's been at all the cookouts, though. He's been at all the cookouts. And every time you go play Free Frog or, or whatever y'all call it, you know, when the football games uh, at the cookouts or at the, the football, other football games, he's the one leading the fray. Aaron said, I'm picking the whole damn team, so we just going to have a family reunion. This ain't even a cookout. It's a family reunion. I like it. I like it. Montana said, I'm at the cookout. I don't even care. <laughs> uh, we got some spam. If if uh, we got my guy, I might have to make you one fresh. But if we got my guy, Stevie Mack, in here, can you please take care of that? Please take care of that. All right. 432. Let me get you in here, and then we'll close out with Feel Good Friday. 432, what's up? Good morning. This is the first time I am seeing your channel, and I am hitting the subscribe button right now. And uh, I, I got lo- a quick question. I love to hear that. Hold on. Got to give you a clue, Mom, when you say that. Thank you, man. What's up? Um. So I got a question. I don't know if it's off topic, but let me see how you feel about it. Okay. Um. So with uh, with our old coach 
Jason Garrett, yep. moving inner, I guess you could call it inner, uh, in, into our division, interdivisional. Um, do you think the Cowboys have an advantage knowing his styles and knowing his plays? And that's the only question I have. And uh, uh, like I said, I'm hitting the subscribe button. Thank you. I'm glad I found your channel. Thank you, man. Appreciate that uh, for subscribing. Hey, let all your friends, family, and folk know about it. Yes, sir. All right. Have a good weekend, man. Yes, sir. He absolutely. His question was if you guys missed it, with Jason Garrett being on the Giants in the division, playing them twice, do the Cowboys have an advantage with the play calling and things? Yes. Because you know why? Jason Garrett's not doing anything different. He has not involved his offense. This is basically the same offense he ran in Dallas. A whole lot of deep digs, a whole lot of play action, right? Run on first down, run on second down. There's really nothing different here. Maybe he's a little bit more aggressive with the um, trick plays, which is one of the things I talked about yesterday when we reviewed their offense. Be prepared for a trick play, especially against the Cowboys. They ran about three trick plays against Dallas last year. One on special teams, I think two on offense, or it might have been flipped. But yes, absolutely have an advantage. Do you go into the game saying, hey, let's just prepare for the playbook that Jason had when he was here? No, different personnel, things like that. But you can watch what they usually do in the NFL is you watch like the last four games, right? So you can watch the start of this season and see not much has changed with JG. I think they're doing the same, same Similar things. Difference is Jalen Smith used to go off against this kind of offense, but he's not going to be there this year or tomorrow Sunday. So we'll see how the Cowboys adapt to that. I'm real interested to see about that too, by the way. All right. Uh, got to lock the lines. Got to lock the lines. We got to get moving. I'm going to get the 905 and 817. And then we're going to get to our uh, field good Friday. 905, what it is, what it do. How's it going, Sky? It's going good, man. It's Friday, the weekend. I'm heading out. You know what? I'm going to save that for Feel Good Friday. It's Friday, though. I'm feeling good. What's up? Absolutely. Last, I'm gonna, my uh, candidate for the cookout would be, I, I hoped for it last week, Randy Gregory. Mm-hmm. I know he got two sacks, and I had to listen to Monday and Tuesday on replay, but I know he didn't get the he invite. Did. I know. That was my bad. He was, a, he was <laughs> that's a, okay. He, he heard. He, he was heard, invited. And he's going to make it right. There you go. There you go. He was invited. I just didn't put him at the big mama table. And I apologize for that, Randy. That's my bad, brother. That's my bad. Yeah, I'm feeling like a Randy Gregory and uh, Parsons combo for a strip sack return for a touchdown. I would love to see it. That's what Didn't that happen last year? Daniel Jones? I think it was uh, 90, I believe. Jalen might have took one back on him one year. DeMar- no, Demarcus Lawrence, I believe, strip sack Daniel Jones and Anthony Brown scooped and scored. Yeah, I think, but I think Jalen did it too one year. He did it against anyway. the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But anyway, yeah, yeah, neither here nor there. Yeah. And then touching on, I know a lot of people were saying the Dak revenge game, and you stated it beautifully, the Dak revenge game. But more and more, when I look at twenty, this team right now and how it's coming together, it was just like 2020 was the perfect storm that now created this this monster, right? Like, mm. It needed to happen for Dan Quinn and all these these moves – and now Ooh. it's just created a monster. <laughs> I, so basically what it is, it's like, my bad, y'all. It's like the uh, gamma radiation storm, right? When when Bruce Banner went into the gamma radiation, right? And then came out as Hulk. 
I like it. So 2020 is like the yeah. damn red. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. You needed that yeah, to and happen. And I don't know. Maybe I watched too many. If I watched too many sports movies, but it's just like, I don't know, it needed to happen. Zeke was redetermined. Tyron got let nice and healthy. It's just like, dang, you needed that. Dan Quinn wasn't available last year. He needed to get fired. So everything just kind of went beautifully together. I'm, I'm, that's what we're seeing now. I like it. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, so I'm feeling good. I think it's going to be like uh, 38, 17, something like that. I, I like I said last week too, Cowboys need to be Cowboys fans to get used to it. We're the we're the we're the dog, right? They gotta people gotta beat us. You gotta have that mentality. You know what I like about it? You get that victory, a nice victory against the Panthers and Zeke and those guys are coming out saying, "Nah, no, we wanna we wanna choke them out." That to me is a that's exactly. the mentality of your 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 whole entire team, not just offense, but the whole entire team has a different mentality this year, y'all. And it, I'm gonna keep saying, I want to keep breathing life. It feels different. Because it is different. Let's get used to it. Appreciate the call, man. All right. Have a good one. You too. You too. All right. 817. Close us out. What's up, 817? Hey. What's up, Skywalker? This is Drummer Cam. Good. This is who? Drummer Cam. Germ. I can't even I can't even get to it. But Cam? We're going to call you Cam. <laughs> uh, yeah, drummer Cam. Drummer. But, I got um, you. Yeah, sorry. I mumble a lot. Uh. So I've been watching. Uh, well, shout out to the roundtable because that shit was legit. That was fire. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was fire. But man. the uh, yeah, the when you go back and you watch the last, like I watched the last three weeks of Giants film, and then you look at just the last four weeks, right? Where they've how, how many games have they won more than the touchdown? None. Yeah, when, last when week you look at the Giants. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like you. You you said it earlier, and I was like, reason I was calling in. The Giants and Jason Garrett run the same damn offense that we did when he was here. Yep. Even under Kellen Moore, it's a lot of floods. It, there's a lot of hooks. I mean, just these comeback routes. And, and you know, Danny doesn't like to look off safeties. He does some, but if it's a timed route like those hooks. The conference has been unlocked. He's looking at his receiver the entire time. I'm expecting Diggs to eat this game, like, big time. I also think, like you said, Osa, the middle of the interior is a joke. Like, it is bad. Yeah, it's bad, people man. Wanna, <laughs> people want to give Connor Williams, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, this, that, and the other, or, or even be oddish. But, man, you got to go look around the league. The, that interior is terrible. I think Osa is going to have a huge day. Um, I, I think the way that we do our stunts um, and, and changing on who's coming, who's not coming, it's going to throw him off, and he's going to start oh. telegraphing which is what he does, and then Diggs is going to eat. I, knew think, gonna eat. And I was, wasn't even thinking about the stunts. You're right. It, they're they're bad, man, and, and and Dan Quinn loves to run games up front, and now he's running games with blitzes behind him. Good luck. Yep. Yeah, good luck to you. I mean, with O'Neal coming back, I'm excited about him because he's going to lay a thump, and he's going to get sideline to sideline a lot like the way Parsons does. Um, you know, just – Every aspect of this game has got us written all over. The defense can dominate. The offense can dominate. They can't stop the run. Their their secondary is poised as hell. I mean, you, you can't you can throw anything down the lane once you've got the middle of the field opened up or whatever. Like Kellamore clearing people out like he does, his little rub routes, his little pick plays, just creating space. They're gonna eat. This they is not should. even gonna be. They should. This should this should be a blowout, man. They should, brother. They should. I'm with you. Hey, appreciate the yeah. call, dog. That's all I got. Yeah, man. Props, props to you and all you're doing, man. Thank you. Shout sir. out to 
A to Z and, and everybody you guys are working with. It looks great, man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, man. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Real, you too. Have a good one. Okay. Real quick. I got I got Montana on the line, but real quick, thank you, Chester. Chester. <laughs> Just combined your first last name. Thank you, Christopher Lester, for joining the All-Pro membership here on A to Z Sports Dallas. I appreciate you, man. I might have to nickname you Chester. Nah, I ain't going to do that to you, bro. But appreciate you joining the um, the membership program, uh, Chris. Thank you so much, man. Um, there goes Stevie Mac. Hey, Stevie, there was some spam going on in there, brother. Get rid of that if you can. All right, Montana, close us out. Montana. Y'all already know what time it is. I know what time it's it is. Dang week. It's beat on season. It's beat on season. <laughs> oh. Hey, they not playing. I don't care what nobody say. Dallas definitely got the advantage. Because look at the coaches. The same two coaches, Jason Garrett, have a problem again. Hmm. Like I said, it's blowout season, man. These boys should not go in there thinking that the Giants is sweet, and I don't think they're going to go in there thinking that the Giants is sweet. They're going into these games with their head on their shoulders. Not lying. Standing on ten toes, ready. Ready. Dan got these boys ready. Mike McCarthy got these boys ready. Even though I'll be on Kellen Moore's ass, he still got these boys ready. He got these boys ready. I hear you giving Kellen more props now, Montana. I'd love to hear it. Hey, Hancho, number four. He's going to take over, and he's going to do what he was going to do last year to the Giants. Blow them out. Which man? That's all I got. Everybody have a good Friday, good weekend. Let's go, Cowboys. I got Montana. Appreciate you, dog. He always brings the energy, and I appreciate that. AB said, this guy's bringing Vach energy. Man, Any listen, Vach energy, a whole different ball game. But if you get close to that, Montana, dude, he, he is on here with that same type of energy. I ain't going to hold you. He don't give a damn who we play. And I love to see it. I love to see it. All right, let's wrap this show up, y'all. Let's get this thing moving with one of my favorite segments of the week. And that is Feel Good Friday. For those who are new that don't know what Feel Good Friday is or what this segment means, it's basically just kind of a let loose segment. What makes you feel good heading into the weekend? It doesn't have to be Cowboys. It can be Cowboys. It could be something about you, your family, um, your friends, your boys, a rival. Doesn't matter. Whatever it is, what makes you feel good heading into this Feel Good Friday and this weekend? I'll start off me tomorrow for the first time. I am, well, first of all, let me say this. Today, not tomorrow, today, I'm getting a goddamn on new phone. That's not the first time. Ever. But I done had this iPhone. I'm a little bit behind here. I ain't going to tell you all the kind of iPhone I got. But I got to get the newer phone because you know how Apple likes to do you. If you get an older, if you have an older Apple phone, at some point, they're going to get you. They're going to make things slower for you and all that crap. So I got to get this new dang on phone. So we're getting that today. And then after that, for the first time, I'm going to the Texas State Fair. I'm not one for a whole bunch of fairs, not going to lie to you, but I definitely have to experience the Texas State Fair at least once, right? Like at least one time. I got to go. I got to go. So me and my lady are going to check that out later uh, today. So that'll be fun. 
All right, let's see what Feel Good Fridays you guys have in the chat here. Uh, Michelle, what makes me feel good about this weekend is eating my weight in fair food. <laughs> so she's going through the fair food. I'm not eating a whole bunch of crazy stuff down there. I just want to be around the atmosphere, you know, and um, maybe get a funnel cake or something like that. T-Max said, Sky got the iPhone 3G. <laughs> it ain't close, man. It's close. I'll put it this way. I don't got the 5G. Say that. But I need to go get that. I need to go get that. Uh, AB said, get ready to eat, Sky. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of it. We'll see. Uh, B. Bird says, seeing a change in the culture in Dallas is his feel-good Friday. Yeah. I'm with it. Jeremy says, feels good. We'll be 5-1. and one. So you already given the victory to next week. I'm imagining you talking about winning this week to be 4-1. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, Barry says, going to be bittersweet for me, Sky. Wifey is a Giants fan, so going to be ugly up in my house after the Cowboys curb stopped them. Dang, you got a house divided. Fortunately for me, I was able to convert mine, even though she was a Steelers fan. She was a light Steelers fan, but I think she's – it's one of those things where you're a Cowboys fan. It's not really fandom. It's a lifestyle. You know what I mean? It's it's a lifestyle, and you just got to adapt that lifestyle, ladies. Your man's a cowboy fan. just got to adapt that lifestyle. Josh says, Sky, try them corn dogs. I don't know if we're going to get a glizzy. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and someone said, try the fried butter. You know what I do want to try because Jesse talked about it. I guess they have a fried, um, a fried cheesecake. I've never had a fried cheesecake, but I'm going to try that fried cheesecake. I'll tell you that. See, look, Nick said the same thing. Try the fried butter. Um, oh, Stephen Jones. Not Stephen Jones. Steve Jones says, I finally have recovered from my tendon surgery from July. It's time to grind. I believe that's Freight Train. Hey, congratulations, Freight Train, on your recovery, man. Congratulations. Scott says, feeling good because God is good and the boys are winning. Indeed. Indeed. All right, man, look, I appreciate y'all joining me for the Feel Good Friday. It's always good to kind of end the week on a positive note, no matter what happens throughout the week, right? No matter what's happening in your guys' lives, I try to end, and mine's, I try to end the week on this show with this community on a positive note. Just hang in there, though. Whatever's going on, you'll get through it promise you you will with that said man again if you enjoyed the show do me a favor drop the fire emojis on the way out drop the like on the way out hit a subscribe on the way out on facebook do me a favor and share this thing and let's continue to grow a to z sports dallas skywalker still all that let's continue to grow this thing because i feel like not only something special with the cowboys right but something special is happening right here and if you don't know where to find me to talk to me more, you can on uh, Twitter at Skywalker Steel, as well as A to Z Sports Dallas is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. With that said, man, I got to do what? Got to press the button. Got to press the button. I'll be here all morning. And I got to get to that fair. Right? <laughs> I got to get a new phone. Sky out here with a... Man, I'll show you. This is all you need to know. I got one camera. Gotta do better, man. Gotta do better. 
appreciate you guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy your weekend, period. It's Feel Good Friday. Check us out. Oh, before I press the other button, check us out Sunday morning. I'll be there setting up Texas Live. Me and Jesse Holly. I got I to gotta do this, y'all. Me and Jesse Holly will be at Texas Live, Revolver Brewhouse, Game Day Live. If, you're, if you've been missing these things, I promise you, I promise you you're missing out on some of the best game day streams out there. And I'm not saying that, you know, to brag or boast or anything like that. But, man, we have a lot of fun, and we keep it real, and we give you some real cool analysis pregame, halftime, and postgame. So make sure you join us on Sunday at Texas Live. If not, make sure you join us online because we'll be streaming. With that said, now I'm out. Go have fun this weekend, y'all. Love you. Peace. I want me some glory hope.